Good morning, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I am joined by Connor. Hey, Joey. Hey, Connor. Merry Christmas. This is, uh, we're recording this the day after Christmas. Christmas has come and gone. It was a wonderful holiday. Uh, you know, I had a great time. I hope you had a great time as well. Everybody out there, I hope you had a lovely, uh, holiday season as we approach the new year. We're getting very close now. It's kind of hard to believe. Mm -hmm. Some might call call it Boxing Day, the 26th. Ah, yes. Boxing Day. It's not, not, not the day this airs, of course, but the day that we're recording this. Um, Right. Yeah, so, um... I'm going to give you some stats here, Connor. Um, well, I'm going to give you one stat. Oh, boy. <laughs> your, that, your stats. I'm breaking out the stats already. Okay. And that, that stat is that this year I watched 50 movies. Really? That doesn't feel like, like a, that many. It feels like a very low number. It is a very low number. But that's the funny thing. Is like If I look back on like all of the years of watching movies that that i ever since i've been logging movies that i've watched right like in 2022 i watched 64 movies in 2021 i watched 50 movies so like i'm always hovering around that 50 range it seems um well to me that 50 range is is shameful because this was a pretty good year where you, you should have made it out to see more. Yeah, but and, well, well, half the know. things that I could have made it out to see, I wasn't able to make it out to see. It won't be until January, probably, because I don't live in New York. Well, um, okay, then then I change it. Uh, shame on these cineplexes that are putting out these good movies. Yeah, my hope was, like, I, I really want to get back to the days of when I was, like, watching 100 movies a year. Like, uh, when, was, when was the last year that I watched 100 movies? Let's see. Probably like I'm gonna. It might have even been like 10 years ago. Yeah. So in 2013, I logged 124. Does it entries. say what the top the top movie for 2013 was, or what? Or what? What was well, your my high highest rate, my highest, yeah, your highest rated, rated movie thing. for 2013? Um. Well, let's see. I mean, I probably rated a couple of things five stars from that year. Man, I watched a lot of good movies that year. I mean, well, so in terms of movies that released that year, probably The Wolf of Wall Street was my my top one. It's hard to believe that movie's 10 years old now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I watched a lot of great movies that year. I watched Vertigo. I watched Rushmore. Probably not for the first time. Uh, I watched The Graduate. I watched Before Sunrise. Yeah, these are just, you know, it was just a, a great year. I watched a lot of good movies that year. I was very happy in 2013. Put it that way. Um, but yeah, the, the recent years have not been the same. You know, they have not been the same. I just until I, I now, because twenty twenty three is the year movies are back. Uh, even though the we had the you know the the strikes and everything, which kind of probably might make next year look a little weird in terms of good sure. movies coming out. But well, we'll see. Overall, this was a pretty good year. I'm very happy with with, with what I've seen so far, and I want to see more. Yeah, I got plenty still on the list of things that I really want to see. So, like just I'm, this uh, week, I'm going excited. to see anyone but you. Can't wait for that. And uh, you can't with, wait for that <laughs> with okay. Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. But let me tell you why I can't wait for that. I think those kind of movies need to exist. Stupid well, like romantic comedies, rom com movies should be in theaters. Mm-hmm. 
like I, I, they don't make those anymore and I, I really want these to exist so i want i don't want this movie just to bomb oh yeah <laughs> of know? course i mean the, the whole the whole idea is that we're we're trying to get back to a healthy cinematic landscape where if you go to the movie theater it's not just you know the one gigantic blockbuster that you can see but there's actual counter programming and other kinds of movies multiple different kinds of things you can see on an average uh on an average day going to the yeah, theaters absolutely. so that's what we I mean, want that's exactly the other what thing we want. too that yeah. i like about this uh anyone but you movie is that i'm sure that the script and writing is just like not that great but i like that it has like two big stars in it or like well, that's how they're selling it stars anyway. yeah well, they're that, selling it like, as a movie with stars that's the old, yeah. but that's the old model you know yeah like and that's yeah, that, yeah. That, that 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 was good like movies were seen to see like the big stars and they could they could get you to see him, and when you match two yeah. of them up, it's, it's something you want to see, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. With Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney, who are two of the biggest, you know, up and comers, I, I would say, that have just kind of entered the, yeah, the A list realm. Well, the whole I, point I, is like rather than selling movies on the basis of intellectual property, which is kind of like a dark pit of evil for creativity, like it's much better to sell it on the strength of the performers because then the movie can be about anything because you're selling it just based on who's in it which uh, is a much, much healthier thing for art and artists. So that's kind of why I'm personally more interested in the star model than like the IP model. But, yeah, so you got to see anyone but you, just like I, I am. Yeah, I will uh, eventually, one of these days. But anyway, uh, also, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to see Ferrari, which... Uh, yeah, that just opened. I feel like, what's going on right now? Because it feels like there's no buzz about this movie. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on where where you're getting your buzz because on Twitter, that's all anybody can talk about because they're all obsessed with Michael Mann for some, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know but why. Do they, do they like it? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, of like course. It's, Everybody loves it. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good then. Okay, good. So I'm, I'm not, I, I just didn't hear much. I guess I just wasn't, you know, I did the healthy thing of staying away from film Twitter for the past like yeah, week yeah. and a half. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to talk about some of the movies that, uh, have come out this year that have been nominated for the golden globes if you remember that whole thing does the golden globes like are they are they back like i can't remember if they did like an in-person or like televised broadcast last i think they are i think they year. are actually back yeah are they I think, actually i think back? another okay. network just bought them or something okay and okay. i think they're actually going to do a whole a whole thing with it now there was that one year where there was the where they basically shut it down, right? <laughs> I guess, and now I think it's it's pretty much back because these people love giving themselves awards and each other mm -hmm, awards. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have to they have to do it. So, uh, so it's back. Cool. All right, I'm, I'm about it. You know, that's uh, sure. Why not? I mean, it's one of the worst of the big award ceremonies, <laughs> but it doesn't mean anything. But you know, maybe it's fun to kind of look at. Uh, some of the things that are nominated. The thing with the Golden Globes is you always get like a really weird nomination sometimes. And sometimes a really weird win that like never would happen at like the Oscars. So that's right. like the one uh the one kind of silver lining of the Golden Globes. But I don't know. Well you have the nominees up, I assume. So what what kind of things are we looking at here? Uh so when we just go over like our best best picture category things. Yeah, so let's say the best yeah. picture first. That's, that's yeah, let's do that. So so if you remember the Golden Globe structure, it, they do they they break up the best motion picture as a drama and then right, best motion yeah. picture as musical or comedy. Yeah, so like there's genre. like two. Yeah, there's like two that can that can that can win for best mm -hmm. picture. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for best motion picture drama, it's Oppenheimer. 
mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. uh, Past Lives, mm-hmm. Maestro, The Zone of Interest, and Anatomy of a Fall. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Which uh, that seems like a pretty strong, you know, strong, you know, group out of this. Yeah, I think I would say so. I would say yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only seen I guess I, I've seen four of these actually. On this list, I haven't seen the Zone of Interest yet or Maestro, but I intend to. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a tough. This is a tough category because I've actually really liked. I, I I loved all of them actually. I think all I mean, these all movies the movies are, of those that I saw, I I really liked a lot. So, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm that, I'm probably yeah, like I, like Past Lives, like good movie. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying that's that's the best picture of the year. You know, let's let's. Uh, well, let's let's not get crazy here. You know, let's, let's, let's I mean, let's calm I, down I, I think that movie might be more specific to me for why I liked it. I think it, it's. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I just like, and I think it's a it's a very strong like directorial debut. But there's there's I don't I don't think it's a like it's just, it's not a best picture winner. I don't know. No, but I mean, I do I do like seeing it uh, in the getting some recognition though because it, it was sure. it was really sure. good and spoke to me quite a bit but yeah, i mean oppenheim nice, kills the flower nice moon little... we talked yeah. about both of those the one that we didn't talk about is anatomy of a fall which i haven't seen it yet you need to see this one because i mm-hmm, can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about it i need to see it again <laughs> this is the 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 uh, a french film that is about uh, a woman who's suspected of of uh killing her her husband Right. And it's a, it's a whole trial of of mm-hmm. what happened, mm-hmm. and she's suspected because he falls kind of mysteriously, and there's mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. sorts of like crazy arguments of why she could have or couldn't have done it, and there's also mm-hmm. a whole factor mm-hmm. that her mm-hmm. blind son is uh is also like the main witness. Uh, it's great, and it stars Sandra Sandra Huller, I I think mm-hmm. I, she mm-hmm. she's tremendous, and she's also the lead in this other movie. That I haven't seen yet, that I don't think has has come out yet, which is the Zone of Interest, which mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. another one that's a big contender for mm-hmm. like a great movie. It did really well during all the uh, film festivals and, and everything. So and then somehow Maestro's up there too. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's and then there's the uh, the you know well uh, okay the, the thing with Maestro is that the only things I've heard about it. I feel like it's really unfair for me to just judge it based on how other people are describing it, even though it's probably exactly what it is, which is that it's just like Bradley Cooper's Oscar bait. I really want to win an Oscar directorial movie. <laughs> yeah. Cause like mm. all, all of the, all of the press for it, everything about it, it's just been about Bradley Cooper and like the sacrifices he made to play this role and how deep into the role he got. Like it's textbook. I want to win best picture stuff, but he also directed the movie. So it was like, also a crazy passion project uh, oh, yeah, if you're not familiar it's, it's with it's doubly. about uh he's playing leonard bernstein um and you know the famous conductor um who everybody knows was the uh the mentor to lydia tar um that's a joke for the all the tar heads out there uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but point is like he, he he's like been talking so big about about all of, all of the things that he did to get into this role and I think, like at least, like initial reactions from people that I've seen have been like, "Yeah, that's 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 so it's okay. That's some Oscar bait. It's okay." Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. this. That's the most Oscar bait movie on on this list. 
no doubt. I, I maybe I'll watch it. You know, I don't want to. I I just I need to give it the benefit of the doubt. Well, you'll just, you'll uh, be able to, Joey, because it's a Netflix. Uh, oh yeah, film. it's a Netflix movie. It's a Netflix so it's movie. A, it's one of those TV movies. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But it, I think it got a, a release in theaters too. I think. Well, it has to in order to qualify for Oscars. <laughs> but I mean, I think of like an extended release, like not that it was just like, mm-hmm. like I remember the Irishman had a sort of release where it was out yeah, for like barely. a week. I think yeah. this one had longer release than that. But I, I don't, I don't understand anything about how these streaming companies handle all this. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're in a transition period. We're gonna start seeing things changing over the yeah. uh, over the years. I think. Yeah, let, let's let's do that. All right, so let's move on to best picture, musical or comedy. We probably have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll fly through this one a little more. Yeah, keep that quick, keep Well, that actually, quick. you know what? I saw I saw a lot of these on this list. Never mind. Uh, Barbie, uh, Poor mm-hmm. Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, May December. Uh, May December is what is the whole title, uh, and Air. Wow, I saw none of those, huh? You saw none of those? I don't think so. You didn't see air? No. <laughs> How could you not see air? <laughs> what do you mean? But that's the that's the one you're pointing out, not like Barbie, no, which I'm, everybody I'm, on Earth saw. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, I saw three of these, so I saw Barbie, the holdovers, and Air. I think it's kind of hilarious that Air got on this list. I think this I can't remember who. What is it? The Foreign Press or somebody who does the, the Hollywood Golden Foreign Globes? Press or whatever, yeah. yeah, Hollywood Foreign Press. I think I think they love Matt Damon and. Uh, and and ben affleck because well, like, i think i think they've won before but like for movies that they would would never sniff like an oscar even yeah, they've, yeah. they've been nominated for or won for like i think i think matt damon won for for the the mars movie the martian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one year like but air like that's just like a throw a bone to their guy that they like kind of thing like it was good Fair enough enough but like come on come on the holdovers great paul giamatti you know you need to you mm-hmm. need to see that one that'll be one on your list mm-hmm absolutely uh, absolutely uh barbie of course the greta gerwig uh movie which uh i guess your mileage will vary somewhat in that that movie <laughs> i i don't know i thought it was, i thought it was fine enough uh poor things i don't know if i can i don't know they, they people like this one but it's it's another weird uh you know yorgos lanthimos yes yorgos lanthimos i've only seen one of his movies i don't remember the title it was not the the he, he didn't he do the killing of the sacred deer isn't that he his? did and he also did I the did, lobster the lobster that's the one i saw i did not like the lobster like i I don't like i get that it's supposed to be funny but it's that kind of funny that's like i, I know what you're doing but i'm not laughing <laughs> you mm. know? i'm not i'm yeah. not really having a good time here um, yeah but people are so. people have, have enjoyed that one i guess or I mean, people i don't know are critics people i don't know i don't know normal people that have seen that one that have told me yeah. anything about it yeah uh, american sure. fiction looks kind of uh silly or you know i guess making a making a point on on that one did i don't know if you've seen the the previews for for that one i don't know if i have it doesn't, doesn't sound familiar or yeah that's that's the one that's uh that stars jeffrey wright actually the jeffrey wright the first thing i saw him in was uh boardwalk empire if, uh, oh wow i don't know if anybody remembers that but he became a big star after he, he did a bunch did, of tv yeah. things but it looks like it's silly and, and stuff but uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I don't know anything about May December. Did you do you know anything um, about this one? The only thing I know about May December is actually a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, then well, enlighten uh, well, me. I know it's directed by Todd Haynes, who is a well-known filmmaker in film people circles. Um you might be interested in watching his HBO miniseries adaptation of Mildred Pierce. Oh, um, he did that. Okay. Did that. Okay. But he's he's mm-hmm. also directed he directed Carol, which is uh based on a patricia highsmith novel i think um he's basically he makes a lot of movies that are like i don't know the best way to describe it but they're i guess i'll just say with may december the movie is not a comedy from what i understand um okay maybe not even like remotely a comedy so i'm not sure how that one wound up in uh in this category like he's definitely more of like a quote-unquote prestige filmmaker but not in like a, a heavy-handed or, or pretentious way but just like you, you know what i mean um, yeah but this is this is what they're doing the gold globes they, they can't yeah. figure out where to place something like it always and then yeah. next thing you know yeah I, that that's it i'm pretty sure matt damon won f- with the martian in a category that was for like best performance oh, yeah, in like that, a that comedy or musical yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like that sounds familiar. Is it, is it comedy? All right. <laughs> but yeah, so this this award show is, is kind of silly. They do have a category that I think is kind of funny. They have a category that I don't know if it's new or not. It's cinematic and box office achievement. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's like one of those. <laughs> like, remember when the Oscars tried to do that and like they got laughed out of the room? Yeah, um, they did. Yeah. But yeah, here's but... the, this is like a, it, it, I'll just read them up. It's Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, John Wick, Chapter 4. I forgot that came out this year. That must have been right at the beginning of the year. Wow. Um, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and the Taylor Swift New Era's Tour mm. mu- long concert movie that's that's interesting i mean it's it's making those categories is an attempt to try to lure people who don't usually watch these award shows because they maybe don't recognize all of the movies that are nominated um and don't really care into watching it because it's like oh there's a category but it's like such a stupid weird throwaway category that's like movies that made a lot of money. Like what, what does but, that even but, mean? But like, I don't even think ridiculous. that's necessarily it's, true. Like for this category, this is, this is weird. Like it's, they said cinematic and box office achievement, but I'm pretty sure it was kind of well established that the mission impossible movie didn't really do that well. Like, so maybe it's know. just like the spectacle of it. It's, or it's, something. It's just a know. dumb category. It just, it's yeah, oh, just it, trying it, to get a, a, an audience that's is not going to watch and the audience that is 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 going to watch doesn't care about mm-hmm. this category i mean th- those those movies they they don't need to win an award for box office achievement because uh they already made that th- they made the money that's that's that was their reward you know like yeah i think that that that's that was enough um but like what, what does it mean to win that award like is anybody going to be like super excited to see that a movie won the box office achievement award like that's like such a <laughs> like so that's like spitting in the face like compared to like best picture or like any of the real categories just seems like a, a dumb consolation prize so I, I don't get it I don't, I don't really think that's something that's gonna 
going to actually attract anybody into watching the show that wouldn't watch it otherwise. Um, and that's probably why they, they, after all the backlash, ultimately didn't do it at the Oscars. So I'm not really sure what, what the, the logic is here. But, you know, who knows? I don't. So, I can't, the, the, the acceptance speech is, thanks so much for coming out to our movie. The critics yeah, exactly. don't know anything. but the funny thing is that this is a terrible year for that because a lot of like the best box office performing movies were also really good like no that's true oppenheimer and barbie right like it's got to be it's got to go to one of them i would think just because those were like oppenheimer and barbie were by far the biggest box office stories of the year like the most important box office story of the year um, without question so like I, I just don't understand. It's like so redundant now. It feels like we're past that era, you know, on some level where where they thought it was necessary to like throw a bone to the big blockbusters because like, I, don't, I don't know, maybe the big blockbusters are done. Maybe we're done with that whole thing and we're oh. going to just like good movies making money again. Wouldn't that be great? That's what I want to believe. That would be something. Well, I mean, that's the Golden Globes. I mean, we can get into the granular actor whatever categories but like i don't know i, I don't i don't feel like we really need to get too into it once we no, get around oscar season we'll talk about that because that's a little yeah bit, i think uh, we, we I, you know, yeah i think we've fun. gotten as much of uh as we can out, out of that yeah i would say so, so. but well i mean I, I just not too much more to talk about in this episode we did watch um well i watched a couple of movies over the past uh couple of days you know we got our nice winter vacation here at the university so i got plenty of time to watch movies so i'm kind of going through uh the criterion channel looking at their their selection of movies and they had an interesting category called a holiday noir which is basically a bunch of like holiday themed film noir movies in whatever way they can like if it takes place around christmas or new year's or whatever and there's just also a bunch of other like christmas and new year's themed movies so i just kind of get into the spirit of the season watch a couple of those the first one i watched was the uh raymond chandler adaptation lady in the lake which i know you read that novel recently um oh, that's yeah, a i did it's a super interesting movie not a very good movie but a super interesting movie um because i'd never like i never would have believed that back in like 1946 or whatever it was that a a major studio film would experiment with the idea of shooting a movie from the perspective of the main character like so everything we're seeing is like we're seeing it through his eyes and like characters that are talking you're talking directly at the camera and looking directly at the camera and the main character responds from off screen like it's so weird um and, and <laughs> does it does it kind of feel like that little awkwardness of like a first person video game when you're talking to oh, an NPC it, it, or something? Oh, or it definitely how? has, like, a little bit of the quality of, of a video game. Because there are plenty of, like, you know, first-person games that take a perspective like that. I mean, like, th- those games are awkward sometimes, like, especially in, like, the the Xbox 360 era. Because the facial animation just looks really bad. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Uh, I'm, but I'm saying, like, sometimes the just them just talking to somebody is kind of just strange. But the, just the way that they're, look, like, looking at you and that you see the entire frame like it, it's not totally yeah, it's, accurate it's, to like it's, way it's the way you visually see something with like the oh yeah, yeah and everything so it's yeah yeah i'm thinking of like the fallout games like that's oh sure sure, sure. It, it's yeah. it's definitely like somewhat similar to that um but it i mean it helps that it's like real people giving real performances so it's not like you know super yeah. awkward looking um it's just a very strange movie especially like seeing a movie from that long ago 
um, attempting a style like that and doing a lot of interesting things with it. Like there's some shots that I'm not sure exactly how they got. And I'd be kind of curious the technical end because there'll be times where like the camera moves and then you see a mirror and then from the mirror, you can see the main character interacting with a person. Then the camera will move away from the mirror and go to looking directly at a person. It's like, how do you get that shot? Because like the camera would be in, in the mirror if it was actually like doing something like that. So it's got to be some kind of like trick trick going on there that uh, it, it's probably not super complicated when it's explained. But at least watching it in the movie, it, it feels like a magic trick. It's very cool. Um, hmm. But the uh, the movie itself is, you know, it just feels like a not so great adaptation of the source material put it that way because the source material is fantastic um but it, the, this this movie feels like it's you know it's kind of laboring to get that story into a tight you know script for a movie like hour 40 minute movie or whatever um, yeah there's a there's a lot of yeah. things going on in that that story yeah, converging sure. plots that might be difficult for a movie to do especially in a short time but i will say this if you do have the criterion channel or do have some time before the end of the year uh, me and you both watched a movie called repeat performance which is another like 40s noir movie it's definitely like i I don't know i don't even know if you could call it a cult classic because it's not super well known um but it's a very interesting movie um and we we both watched that a couple uh, a couple of days ago and that's the, the basic premise of that one is that a woman murders her husband on new year's eve and then she wishes that she could undo everything that happened in the past year that led her to the point of having to kill her husband and miraculously this wish actually gets granted so she goes back a year um she's the only one who's aware that she's gone back in time so she tries to like do everything in her power to prevent the events of the year from you know, going going the same way they did the previous year and resulting in this, you know, horrible New Year's Eve. Um, but because of like, you know, fate and destiny or whatever, she's basically clashing against uh against all all of the things that could have gone wrong. And like anything that she tries to do sometimes gets like something else happens instead that corrects it a little bit, right? So it's an interesting movie kind of about fate and uh I I, I appreciated the the character relationships. And I, th- I feel like the script and the structure is very, very solid. Um, it was one of those movies that just felt like it was, it was very well constructed to me. Yeah. It's a little out there and you have to, yeah, I, I would say you have to take a little bit of, uh, I don't know, leaps in, in like where, how a person would react maybe a, a little uh, bit. I, 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 say, I but... personally think that it's, it's believable. Some people don't think it's believable, but I do think it's believable. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it, it reminds it, me of of a movie called uh, In a Lonely Place. It's not as good as In a Lonely Place, which is a Humphrey Bogart movie. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think I mentioned this on the show a, couple, a little a little while ago, um, and I can't go into too much detail about why it reminds me of that movie. But the point being that I think that the the human behavior in this movie is interesting, and I like thinking about it. It's uh. It's it's just an interesting little 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 movie, I think. It's know? just kind of over the top. Like I think they're they're very, um, they're not subtle performances. Maybe no, I can put it no, that definitely way. Like, not. It's, it, it's a big I, it's a big movie. Yeah, I I would say that. Uh, I mean, and it, it, it's it's definitely great. Like this, the uh, I don't know if it's Lewis Hayward or Louis Hayward who who plays mm-hmm. the 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 husband Barney is just yeah. so great in this. It's he's just having a, a great time with that role. He's, oh, yeah, he's he is. It up. 
Yeah, he he is playing to the cheap seats all the way in the back, <laughs> uh, which which is which is fine too. And I I would yeah. say that I think our, I don't know, maybe you would disagree with me. I think the protagonist, uh, Joan Leslie, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not is she? I I don't know. I I think that more there was more to be desired there for me. I I like her as an actress. I think the character could have used a little bit more nuance. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. Maybe not her yeah. as much as the character just felt very much going, kind of being guided through everything that happens more. And even though she's trying to actively change what's going on, I, I don't know. I just think it's not quite all there to uh, to me. Judge for yourself. Watch it. You'll have a great time. It's an interesting movie, if nothing else. Um, that's, a, that's a great thing about the Criterion channel. Just see what's up there and go, you know what? I'm going to watch this random movie from 1946 and see how it is. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but you never know. And also fun uh, ideas. Uh, fun ideas, though. Fun you know? ideas. Like, it's a good, it's a wha- good premise. What a wacky premise, you know? It's a great it's a, premise. It's pretty good. Just a classic human drama. That's what it's all about. That's what movies should be about, or at least what movies used to be about primarily and what we very rarely get anymore in favor of, like, fantasy and stuff. So, you know, it's great to, to go back and uh, watch some movies just about people in interesting situations so yeah all right well that is all we got for today so we will see you next week in the new year happy new year everybody